This is The Water Table. A chance to hear the agricultural side of these issues. A place for people to go find information and education. Water management is just going to become even more critical into the future. How misunderstood what we do is. I would encourage people to open their minds and listen to this dialogue. Welcome to the Water Table Podcast. Continuing on with our harvest updates, the harvest of 2022. Today I have Al Geese on the phone. Al is uh, farming right now in Sutherland, Iowa, in O'Brien County, Iowa, and has a long history in the agribusiness uh, sector and uh, wanted to just visit with Al today about what he's seeing uh, for yields down there and how harvest is going. Welcome, Al. Oh, thank you, Jamie. And uh, yeah, harvest is well underway. Soybeans are are pretty. There's hardly any soybeans left. I'd say the corn harvest is two thirds complete, moving right along. The last couple days with the terrible winds have kept everybody out of the field pretty much. But um, yields on uh, yields typically in Northwest Iowa are running fifteen to twenty percent behind the last few years due to uh, lack of moisture. Um, you get on that western edge of northwest Iowa, Lyon, Sioux, Plymouth, and Woodbury County, um, they got really shorted on water. Um, here in O'Brien County, it was hit and miss. A lot of scattered rains where they picked up a few extra rains. It's pretty good. Uh, where they didn't, it falls off pretty fast. I'd say, yeah. Jamie, you know, we're off 15 to 20 percent uh, pretty much across the board. And you're seeing on that on corn both. and beans. Yeah. Yeah. OK. And, you know, that that's kind of consistent. Uh, I've, I've done a couple of harvest check ins in Minnesota, both uh, far western Minnesota and then kind of south central and uh Kind of consistent to what you're you're talking about. Our our corn harvest is probably a little bit better, and you know some of the soybeans were really good, but it was only where they caught those timely moistures, and and then there was some stuff that just wasn't as good. So so it's right. pretty consistent for you know that that whole uh, area, and probably from where your farm it's probably 200 miles to that you know Western Minnesota farm. So interesting. Yeah. Yields are varying on corn. I'd say from 175 to 210 would be typical uh, on beans, 55 to 65. Again, off 15 to 20 percent from normal. Corn on corn took a real hit around here this year. And as you know, we have a lot of livestock and a lot of ethanol plants. So we've got really good corn demand and there's a fair amount of corn on corn and it Drouthy weather is hard on corn on corn, and uh, in addition to some of the diseases that have shown up. On corn on corn, would you be seeing less than 175 bushel consistently then? Yeah, yeah, especially where they missed a rain or two because we were so marginal on moisture. Um, This northwest Iowa is just a huge corn demand area, and uh, with the ethanol industry and the intense livestock we have here, both cattle and hogs. Uh, yeah. 
So it's just one of those years, you know, the revenue per acre because of prices still looks pretty good. But we are going into next season um, really short of subsoil moisture as well as surface moisture. And that has to change to uh, to pull a decent crop out of it going into 2023. Just uh, application of fall ammonia is a real question mark around here just because it's so dry and uh, getting ammonia to seal is uh with and and avoiding losing it is a real concern yeah yeah and uh what happened last spring in your area was um were you in the field really late and, and finished planting really late or or did you catch no, some windows we were we were in good shape we had uh we had a, de- a pretty much normal spring a lot of corn went in in late april uh, and we had really good emergence. We had the potential for probably the best crop ever uh, into June with the start we got. But we just, uh, we lacked moisture. And what we got was so scattered that farms that maybe missed one or two showers, it really just, you know, within a few miles of one another, it really took a toll on the yield. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and you know, you just mentioned you're really dry now and, um, concerns for, for next year. What else are you, you know, just as you, uh, kind of finish up harvest here and, and, you know, for, for sure, unless something goes terribly wrong, most of the stuff is going to be, be done by November one. And what are you thinking about as you enter, uh, enter 2023 and, you know, what are, what's on your mind, both from, you know, some exciting things and, and some concerns around agriculture and you're a guy that that gets pretty involved and has a long you know career in uh, agribusiness so uh, might be thinking about this differently than uh, some of the rest of us so i'd be curious to hear what you're thinking about well of course uh, available moisture is the first concern in in western iowa um, but overall eastern iowa is in good shape on moisture and uh, as we look down the road, prices, you know, you can forward price pretty favorably on corn and soybeans. On the other side of that, um, input costs have gone up dramatically, as we all know. Um, fertilizer has fallen back some, but it's still a lot higher than it was. In, and that's due to the inflationary pressures and supply chain issues on everything. Um Export demand, as everyone in agriculture knows, is lagging behind. The the Mississippi River is low, difficult. They can't float loaded, completely loaded barges at this point. The value, the high value of the dollar, is hurting our exports. Um, we've got great livestock populations here in in western Iowa that presents good corn demand should keep our basis really positive for the next year. Um, the ethanol industry is, you know, that that three-legged stool in agriculture, exports, livestock, and, uh, and biofuels, ethanol from a corn perspective. The ethanol industry is um, 
their margins are challenged with this high price of corn, but the high price of gas, gasoline, has offset a fair amount of that. We continue to move forward with uh, uh, going E15 nationwide, which will be very beneficial to the ethanol industry in terms of demand and, and good margins. And that's high gasoline prices do help the ethanol industry as much as they hurt across the board. So those, I would say, Jamie, those are some of the positives and negatives that we're looking at going forward. But the sure, biggest sure. concern by far right now is getting some subsoil moisture built back up. Yep, yep, yep. Something that uh, in the business we're in here, we watch pretty closely, and, and we certainly are in agreement with that. Um, talk to me a little bit about uh, what's happened the last couple of years and where you see it going with land prices. You're in, you're in a part of Iowa there that has you know, some of the highest land prices in, in the state. And due to all the things you just mentioned with the, the livestock, high demand, high demand for corn. And um, where do you think land prices, do you think they've peaked out? Have you seen that? And where do you think they're going? That's a great question, Jamie, because uh, there was a sale just this week in Plymouth County over by Lamar's set a new record for Western Iowa land prices, $26,000 an acre and some change, I think. But, uh, Land prices in this part of the country are extremely aggressive, and they show no indication of subsiding. Now, um, you know, in some other areas, I have some uh, involvement in a, some cattle feedlots out west of Yankton, South Dakota, and that land's more marginal, of course, and they've been droughty for two years. We've seen those land values drop off some, drop back some back there. But Western Iowa, uh, it's just going the other way. Land prices are incredibly high, and demand is incredibly high. Farmers are going to have pretty good income this year. And the big operators and the big livestock operations, have the, the demand for land has not been satisfied at this point from what we're seeing in Northwest Iowa. Are you seeing, uh, have the investors stayed in the market or have they left the market with higher interest rates here? There's some investors in this market, but uh, the vast majority of the land being bought is by, being bought by farmers mm -hmm. or, or people connected to farmers. You know, I guess you could call them investors, but they have a direct connection to uh, farming operations. We have a lot of large dairies, a lot of large feedlots, and uh, a lot of hogs in Western Iowa. And that drives uh, really good economic activity, and that drives really strong grain pr uh, land prices. Yeah, yeah. Well, pretty amazing. Uh, $26,000 an acre, how, how many acres was that that was sold? I think it was a hundred. I think it was a quarter, a hundred and sixty okay. acres. But sure. land typically in in this area, right around here, um, twenty to twenty two thousand for for good land with good CSR, um, pretty much is the standard at this point. Yeah, yeah which, uh, 
it is amazing when you think about that. Um, we had an 80 cell near our, our cattle feedlot a couple months ago that brought 21,100. So that's $1.6 million for an 80 acres. Yeah. Yeah. It, uh, it's really good for, uh, you know, it's, it creates a lot of challenges when you have land that high for communities, but it's also really good for tax bases and, and building small communities in, exactly. in rural America. So. Exactly. And, you know, it, uh, with, uh, the overall economy, the national economy and the kind of in the shape it's in, uh, with the stock market uh, showing significant weakness, I think that drives some money toward land investments in good agricultural land as well. Yep. Yep, for sure. For sure. Well, Al, I really appreciate you joining me here on the water table today and giving us perspective of what's happening here during harvest in western Iowa. So thanks for your time. Well, thank you, Jamie. appreciated doing it given the opportunity. Take care. All right. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for doing that, sir. Thanks for joining us today on The Water Table. You can find us at watertable.ag. Find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter. And you can also find the podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms.